Welcome, everybody, to another SU Oddities. Um, this one really isn't very strange, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, it's that time of year, that season where, you know, of course, Halloween's upon us here soon. Uh, you know, I always traditionally break out the old movies and stuff like that. Uh, and it's amazing when you look, and Josh and I talk about this all the time. We go down the rabbit hole of, you know, what movies we watch, what's good, what's not. Just because we're both, uh, we just both love cinema. We really do. We love shows, what's put out there. I've always been a couch potato from from <laughs> from way back when. Um, so movies in general just fascinate us and it's it's interesting because movies never what you see on the screen um maybe that wasn't always in the script maybe there's a twist maybe they put the movies together in some stances you know they have small little peer groups that they try it out they test it and come to find out it is just the audience hates it and then they have to go back and change something or change an ending or change a character um to make it a little bit more viable for the group as an audience and the ghostbusters went through a couple screenings like that so this is actually going to break down some of these movies are scary movies some are not but they are alternate endings of what could be or should have been in the movies uh and what we ended up seeing as a final product uh was completely different so hope you guys enjoy this kind of fun So we'll start with this. Jordan Peele's Oscar-winning 2017 horror film ends with a classic fake-out. We spent the movie following Chris uh, as he visits his white girlfriend's family. We're talking about the movie Get Out, by the way. Um, only to find himself caught in a deadly plot that aims to trap his mind in this sunken place while using his body as a vessel. And if anybody has not seen Get Out, I'm not going to go to it. It's fan- Anything Jordan Peele, t- Peele touches is, is amazing, but... Anyway, um, Chris escapes, killing most of the family in the process. As the film draws to a close, however, flashing lights approach, and we're left with a sinking dread that Chris is about to be arrested or gunned down by police. However, in the theatrical version, the lights turn out to be Chris's TSA friend, Rod, rather than a police officer. The film didn't always end so happily, though. In its original ending, the lights were, in fact, police. And they not only arrested Chris, but threw him in prison for the murders. There he seems resigned to stay, stating he's at least glad he stopped it. Uh, Wow, I don't know if I would have thought the movie was that good if that was the case. Um, Next up is Clerks. Uh, Everybody knows Kevin Smith, at least if you don't, you should. Uh, His 1994 indie film debut became a beloved underground staple thanks to his workaday characters and jokey style. But the black and white flick originally ended with a much more grim epilogue. As most fans know, the movie ends as Randall leaves, tossing Dante's homemade shoe polish sign, which reads, I assure you, we're open, Adam, and saying, we're closed. In the film's original version, however, the sequence went on a bit longer, and Dante was left behind the counter as one more customer entered. This customer, however, was planning to rob the place. He shoots Dante and proceeds to clean out the register, and the film's last image shows Dante lying on the floor behind the counter. Kevin Smith called it something very out of the ordinary and out of character for this film in a bonus feature and agreed it was better left on the cutting room floor. So they decided not to go uh, that route. 
So, and another fun one, Army of Darkness. Hopefully you guys uh, have seen this. Uh, classic Bruce Campbell, for sure. Um, few films have received as many home video releases as various installments in Sam Raimi's Evil Dead trilogy, so it's no wonder a variety of different edits are floating around in the ether. Several home video releases of 1992's Army of Darkness included a bonus feature of the film's original ending, in which protagonist Ash returns from the Dark Ages after making a mistake in the ritual. Instead of returning to his own time, he lands in a post-apocalyptic future in which human civilization had been reduced to ruins. So, there's that. But the studio felt this ending was too much of a downer, so a happier alternative was filmed and used in the theatrical release. This one at least sees Ash returning to his own time and even his old job, even if he still messes up the ritual and uh, shit runs amok. So, there is that. Um, another classic that I absolutely love, if, if you guys have not seen this, you need to, uh, the top of the line here, uh, the movie Seven uh, with Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, David Fincher's classic 1995 New Noir already has a famously bleak ending, which, you know, if you've seen it, we know, where Detective Mills and Somerset uh, finally catch up with John Doe. It's only because they've actually become ensnared in his elaborate plan to take the lives of those who he believes represent the seven deadly sins. Of these, only two are left, Envy and Wrath. Doe himself is Envy, for he finds himself jealous of Mills and his lovely young wife. So he cuts off her head and puts it in a box, shipping it to Mills so Mills will become Wrath and kill him. In the version of the movie we've all seen, that's exactly what happens. However, the studio was uncomfortable with such a bleak ending and proposed several alternatives, one of which was almost bleaker, showing Mills shooting Somerset in the shoulder before killing Doe and ultimately being arrested. Uh, good, because I really enjoy the ending of how it was. Um, absolutely crazy. So... Anyway, next we have uh, everybody's favorite, The Shining. When The Shining was first released in theaters in 1980, it featured a different ending than the one we see today. In it, sandwiched between the images of Jack Torrance frozen in the snow and a slow zoom on a photograph of him seemingly attending a 1921 New Year's Eve party was an epilogue in which hotel manager Stuart Ullman visits Wendy and Danny in the hospital. During this brief scene, the film reveals Jack's body was never recovered. And Ullman suggests Wendy imagine much of what took place. The film then implies Ullman was aware of the hotel's supernatural nature all along, and a title card says the overlook remained open, suggesting similar tragedies will continue. But shortly after the film's release, uh, the sequence was physically removed from the film because it was deemed too confusing for audiences, a stance with which uh, Robert Eater agreed, quote, Kubrick was wise to remove that epilogue, he wrote. It pulled one rug too many out from underneath the story. And he is right. It was a little confusing at the end anyway, so, you know, that, that, that completely makes sense. Um, and we're moving on to... Brian De Palma's original 1976 adaptation of Carrie, Stephen King's seminal 1974 novel, is one of the most iconic endings in horror movie history. As Sue Snell, one of the only survivors of Carrie's rampage, lays flowers at the charred remains of Carrie's home, a hand suddenly reaches out from the rubble. All this turns out to be a dream, but that didn't make it any less startling for audiences who originally saw the film in 1976. Kimberly Pierce's 2000 remake uh, ends differently, but only a little. Even so, there was originally an alternate ending, one available on the film's Blu-ray, that diverged quite a lot. In this alternate ending, a pregnant Sue goes into labor, 
but something's very wrong, and Carrie's bloody hand emerges in the place of the baby. Oh, Jesus. As in the original film's ending, this turns out to be a dream sequence, but even as Sue's mother comforts her, a subliminal frame of a bloody Carrie holding Sue's baby is inserted into the room. Holy shit, that's, um, wow, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, we have a couple more here. Uh, we're going to go with this one. Orphan, a 2009 thriller that eventually got a 2022 prequel, already ends with a notorious and controversial twist. In the film, a couple adopts a nine-year-old orphan girl named Esther, who turns out to be much older than she appears. In fact, in the film's twist ending, she's revealed to be a 33-year-old woman with hypopetitarianism, uh, nailed it, which enables her to pass off as a young girl. Uh, she's also a serial killer, and in the film's theatrical ending, she attacked her new family before ultimately dying in an icy lake. The film's alternate ending is similar right up until the last plot point. After a confrontation in the greenhouse that leaves Esther unconscious, she goes upstairs and once again disguises herself as a young girl, emerging covered in cuts and bruises as the police arrive so she can presumably pass herself off as a victim rather than a perpetrator. And actually, there's a story about uh, somebody adopted what they thought was um, <laughs> was a girl. And um, come to find out, she's a full-grown woman. Or Anyway, crazy story. But, I'm, you know, don't want to get sidetracked here. Uh, and this is one of my wife's favorite movies, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, again, it, it, amazing. Uh, the 1986 hit musical comedy horror film starring Rick Moranis was already in an adaptation of an off-Broadway musical, which was itself an adaptation of a cheapy 1960 film directed by the one and only Roger Corman. In all three versions, a nebbish flower shop employee Seymour Crabborn discovers a unique plant that turns out to be a mean green mother from outer space, and it demands Seymour feed it human bodies. The plant, where Seymour dubs Audrey II in honor of his love interest, grows larger and larger, and its diabolical plans of world domination soon become apparent. In the film's theatrical version, love reigns triumphant as her hero weds human Audrey and kills the plant. But in the original off-Broadway play, the story ends very differently. Audrey too kills her heroes and completes its plans of conquest. That ending nearly made it into the film, complete with a sequence of the army trying to fight the giant Audrey too as they destroy buildings and scale the Statue of Liberty. Um... <laughs> too crazy so there you go there's you know there's some a bunch of movies out there that's just a snippet again a lot of them are kind of halloween basis but uh but it's always interesting and and i'm a sucker for you know if somebody if something comes out and it's a blu-ray special edition and it has bonus features i always pick them up there's a lot of things that were cut out of the original ghostbusters movie uh for example the scene where they're in bed and the ghost is flying over him and and gives him an alleged blowjob which you know it alludes to it, but if you're a kid, you know you don't know what the difference is. Uh, but there's a whole nother scene past that of what occurs. I just love shit like that. So hopefully you guys do too. Um, check the movies out, or you know, see if you have a movie that you know of that has an alternate ending, um, maybe a bonus feature we didn't mention. Write us strangejungles at gmail.com. Let us know, and uh, we will cover it. So awesome. Stay strange, everybody.